First things first, ladies and gentlemen, before we get into this podcast, on a very serious note, I just want to say one thing and one thing only, and that is uh, rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Nipsey Hussle was an amazing musician, an incredible hip-hop artist. Uh, he gave back a lot to his community, and yesterday, March 31st, 2019, he was sadly gunned down and passed away shortly after. So, before we get into the podcast, uh, we're going to give Nipsey Hussle uh, 10 tolls of the bell. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We are back. Sorry to, <clears throat> sorry to, uh, sorry to bring you down. <clears throat> excuse me with some uh, very bad news, but uh, you know that's just that's just out of respect. You know, um, that's just out of respect, especially when uh, this podcast today, today's podcast, brought to you, sponsored by me. Today's podcast is sponsored by me. And brought to you by the good folks of Anchor, of course, who are, uh, who are, uh, who are geniuses, man. And they allow me to, to kick ass every Monday with a brand new episode for you guys. So we're going to bring the mood back up. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all fucking ages, welcome back to the Mind of Manson podcast. I am your host, Emiliano Manson, and today's podcast is very special to me because we are going to be breaking down my brand new album, ladies and gentlemen, Red Rum. Do you understand me? Red Rum is the brand new album from me, Emiliano Manson, and uh, before we get into the album... We we gonna we gonna we gonna talk real quick. We gonna talk a little bit. Um, for those of you who uh, follow me on Instagram, which you should, Manson eight three zero five M A N S Y N eight three zero five on Instagram. Uh, for those of you who follow me on there, and uh, all my shit shows up on everything. So if you follow me on the if you like me on the Facebook, follow me on Twitter, Twitter at e Manson. Type me in on Facebook, Emiliano Manson, you'll find me. Hit the like button and all that millennial shit. I'm I'm the old school guy learning this new digital digital world shit, and I'm gonna get into that because of this topic later. But I dropped a on a couple posts. I uh, thanked you guys for listening to this podcast, of course, because when I started this podcast, I did not expect much. As I said in the video on Instagram, I listen to more podcasts than music nowadays. I don't know why. Mainly because I I don't know. I don't want to bury anybody's music or anybody's genre. But <clears throat> I'm very very what what how do you very judging. Um. As a proud Christian who's getting stronger and stronger every day with my relationship with the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 
Um, the only bad thing about me really is the fact that I judge music so hard. I guess because that's because I'm a musician myself and have been for the past 20 years. So, if I don't like something, I'll just stay away from it. Like, genre-wise, artist-wise, whoever. Um, yeah, man. Just music, I haven't been... I mean, I still listen to it, of course, but 90% of the time it's a podcast. You know, it's it's the Talk is Jericho podcast. It's the Keeping It 100 podcast with Conan. Fuck Disco. Um, who else? Jim Cornette, the drive-thru, and the Jim Cornette experience. Uh, you know, Joe Rogan's podcast. So many different podcasts I listen to. I don't want to, like, just start listing a whole bunch that I listen to, but different kinds, too. From wrestling podcasts to conspiracy theory podcasts. Legal Wars is a dope podcast. Um... Yeah, so I just started listening to podcasts more, and I was like, mm, kind of want to try this. So I'd be pretty good at it, because I'm already good in talking in front of an audience. I'm already good in front of being in front of a bunch of people I don't know, speaking to people I don't know. I'm very good at it, because I'm a rapper. I've been for 20 years, so I'm automatically good at it. So I was like, eh, I'm going to give this podcast a shot. So did some research came up on Anchor and dropped the first episode, which was the pilot episode, and I dug it, um, you guys dug it, and then, before you know it, we we had a weekly podcast, ladies and gentlemen, and like I said on Instagram, it it's getting more bigger than I thought it would, and a lot faster than I thought it would, so thank you to all you guys who are listening to the Mind of Manson podcast, which you can listen to, um... On Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Deezer, Pocket Cast, Anchor, you know, wherever you stream your podcast, ladies and gentlemen, you will find this one. Do you understand me? Do you understand me, son? Do you fucking understand me? You will find this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts because we dope like that. And the reason I'm getting a little cocky about this podcast is because I found out I now have listeners overseas. Wow. You got to understand. Um, I am I'm a hip-hop artist from Alamosa, Colorado with a population of 10,000 people. 10,000 people in my hometown. The only thing we known for is the Sand Dunes and Adams State University. Straight up, there's no opportunities here in Alamosa and in the San Luis Valley. You come here when you're rich or retired and old and live out by the high school or by the golf course or out in the country. I'll say it, my hometown sucks. Fuck this fucking place. That's why everybody wants to get the fuck out. So you gotta understand how thankful and how big of a fucking deal it is for me to be from this piece of shit town that I'm from, dog. And have you people loving the podcast 
out in Amsterdam, in Paris, fucking France, the Netherlands, Denmark, son, fucking UK, and all over America. Thank you, guys. We're going to keep growing. We're going to keep pushing. We're going to keep kicking ass every Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I know I wanted to go to two episodes a week, but I'm, I'm going to wait on that. I'm, I'm going to definitely wait on that because I don't know why. Just because I can. I'm my own boss. And I'm going to get into that here in a minute. But before we do get into the topic of the day, I'm going to butcher the hell out of this, uh, this strain of the day. Ladies and gentlemen, I am going to butcher the hell out of it. Wow. Here we go. Papaya... Hauska strain, ladies and gentlemen. I got some uh, saucy live sugar packed in the wax pen. I'm gonna review the fuck out of this motherfucker. Papaya Huska strain or Hauska. I don't know how you say it. You got if if you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. It's a uh, hybrid, an indica dominant hybrid, I should say, of a. Uh, Ayahuasca Purple, which is a relaxing indica dominant cross of Master Kush and Red River Delta. The primary aromas are expressing hints of hazelnut and papaya. You know, just relaxes your body, and you know that's that's the way you enjoy it with the full experience. Now let me tell you again, that is not. The papaya huska, that is the ayahuska purple strain that I just broke down for your ass. The papaya. Papaya is also an indica dominant strain that smells so strongly of mango. And the THC count, ladies and gentlemen, goes between 20 and 25%, but this live sugar is registering at a kick-ass. Looks like a bunch of crystals swimming in a golden lake, if you know what I'm talking about, and it stinks so fucking fruity. That is registering at a nice 77 point fucking something. So what they did is they uh, they made these two plants fuck, ladies and gentlemen. These two plants had, they had magical marijuana intercourse and birthed the papaya hayuska plant, which I am going to demonstrate now. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Yep, there it is. That's just nice, man. It's like terpy fruit juice just flew out of my mouth and my nostrils with that taste. Just like the most sugariest, bright colored concentrate jug you'd find in in the little Mexican store. It's just so juicy and fruity. That's what it tasted like coming out of when I, yeah, one more time, one more time. Uh-huh. There it is, ladies and gentlemen, there it is. Your strain of the day. Papaya Hauska. That is good, that is good. 
what's also the weekly tradition, guys. Song of the day. Song of the day today is by a by a dope singer. Her name is Ree. Um, she's dope. She's dope. She's got a new video out called The Light. You guys should go check it out. Re, R-R-I, I mean R-I-I-I, excuse me, I just uh, did the strain of the day. But Re, The Light is an amazing song. It's off her EP, so go check it out, you guys. It, it's dope. It, it's real dope. And I hope that I could turn you guys on to some artists that you've never, ever heard of before. Because um, my songs of the day, some of them are going to be, you know... One genre, then this genre, and then this genre, and then that genre, you know. It, I listen to so much music that, uh, you know, it's not always going to be a hip-hop song. It's not always going to be a heavy metal song. It's not always going to be a country song. So, so go check this song out. Um, check it out on YouTube. Um, just type in Re, R-I-I-I, three eyes, the light. Watch the video. The video's got a dope story to it. So, hell yeah. That's the song of the day. Song of the day. And speaking of songs, we're going to be listening to some songs all day. Ladies and gentlemen, there I go saying that damn word again. If you know the podcast, you know what to do. Take a drink if you hear me say that shit. So I just took a drink of my sparkling water right there. But today's topic. Yeah. Clap your motherfucking hands if you're with me, yo. No, I'm kidding. Today's topic is we are going to be breaking down my brand new album, Red Rum. If you know about the podcast and don't know about me and exactly what I do and just think that this is a cool podcast that you listen to, you're wrong. Like Biggie said, you're dead wrong. And Eminem said, you're dead wrong. Um, I'm a rapper. I have been a rapper for a very, 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 very long time. Since I was 10 years old, I've been writing um, hip-hop lyrics. Um, since I was 10, I, I've been writing music. And I used to listen to, you know, my favorites were Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, you know, Tupac, Big Pun. Because, you know, I'm Hispanic, you know, Latino, whatever. And so was he, except, you know, being Puerto Rican, Latinos, Latinos. It's all fucking, we're all together with one fist in the fucking air and the middle finger in the other. You understand me? Um, you can't stop us. So Big Pun was an amazing MC and a big inspiration for me. And then, you know, Bone Thugs, Twister. You know, and then when it really, really got really deep into it, it was Little Rob, South Park Mexican, Baby Bash, back when, you know, Baby Beach, the On the Cool and the compilations he did with uh, SPM, you know, Mr. Little One, Mr. Shadow, uh, Kid Frost, you know, even though I, even though I roasted them on my first album, NB Riders is legendary. MC Magic is legendary. You know, and then that's that's what that was mainly like you know, 10-year-old to like 12-year-old me is what I was listening to in that time frame. But then when it got serious, 
is when I ended up with Tech Nine's Absolute Power album. I knew about Tech Nine's music because I'd always hear the home the older homies playing it at a party, you know. Slacker and that whole album. Then when I got my hands on it and I got a chance to really analyze it and only rappers know what I'm talking about. Only rappers and singers will get this. We cannot enjoy music like everybody else and it fucking sucks. Average Joe Schmo out there and average lady out there. We can't enjoy music like you guys. It's weird. I can't explain it. If you know, you fucking know. So when I finally got the chance to just dissect and study the Absolute Power album, it changed the way... It changed my fucking life. And then... So I'm going to give you guys about maybe three albums that... Three or four albums that are responsible for the guy talking to you right now. And that is... uh, And this is in no particular order. That is Tech Nine's Absolute Power... Definitely the Marshall Mathers LP. Um, what was that one? Garth Brooks, the Garth Brooks Double Live, the Double Live album, and Marilyn Manson's Hollywood. And uh, I think you know what that's it. Those four are responsible for changing my life and me becoming the musician I am today. So, you know, when you, when you mostly listen to, you know, like the styles of Eminem, Tech 9 SPM, Lil Rob, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Twista, Big Pun, Tupac, Biggie, you know, and I could go on and 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 on. I I could list a whole bunch of fucking rappers that meant a lot to me. But when you listen to that, that's what you mostly, you know, that's what your style is going to go go to the most. You know, and that it was like that with country. It was like that with country as well. Especially as I got older, you know what I mean? It's always been... You know, Garth Brooks, George Strait, Alan Jackson, Mark Chestnut, John Anderson. Um, I could go on and on and on and on and on with that too, you know? Same thing with rock, same thing with everything. I could go on and on and freaking on about it. So, that's why I am the way I am. But when I wanted to first get into music... Let's see, 88. Four years old. I was born in 88. I suck at math. 1992, four years old. This is Garth Brooks. The concert came out. It was on live TV. And uh, I own the VHS tape still to this day. And if you don't know what the This Is Garth Brooks concert is, it was filmed in Dallas, Texas. And it's the one where he uh, breaks the guitar with Ty England, where he sword fights with the guitar and bashes the guitar and it goes everywhere. 
that's the concert I'm talking about. It's also the one where he picks up the big spotlight and just shines it in bitch's face and they get all fucking, they lose their fucking shit. It's the one where uh, it's behind the scenes and he's tight roping the fucking, um, he's tight roping the, uh, you know, the concert lights all the way up high in the rafters. So, you know, for those of you who say you are Garth Brooks fans, you know, you probably are. I mean, big Garth Brooks fans, you probably are with, you know, like collecting shit. But like that dude's the main reason I make music today. And then you add a little bit of Tech 9 Eminem, and Marilyn Manson, and, you know, a bunch of other cool shit in there. And you got me, Emiliano Manson, motherfuckers. So, this is my second album that we're going to be reviewing. If you don't know, this is my second. My first album was called the D-I-E-L-P. It was crazy shit. The reason I'm telling you about it first is because this is kind of where the second one left off in a way, I guess you could say. Um, the D-I-E-L-P stands is an acronym. It stands for David is Emiliano. Uh, just showcasing my talent and shit, just letting everybody know I'm a badass MC and I'm ready to wreck shit. It was a very pissed off album. It was a very angry album. It was very dark. It was very depressed. It was very creepy. I had my fucking face painted on there and you know, that was who I was back then. And on this album, it's called Red Rum for a reason because one, Shining is one of my favorite movies. Two, Stands for murder. Three. My old character as Emiliano Manson on my first album is getting murdered. And in all sense of the fucking new album, I'm murdering all these tracks and I'm about to murder the hip hop game. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let me break it down for you guys. The album cover for Red Rum, the new album, which you can stream anywhere. I don't have no physical copies I wanted to get physical copies. There's a lot of you out that want physical copies, which lets me know that, and I'm thankful for people out there who want the physical copies, you know, but as of right now, you can stream this fucking Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Google Play, Amazon, Stitcher. I mean, uh, I'm just used to saying that one for the podcast, fucking Deezer Music, Tidal, fucking wherever you get your music, iHeartRadio, fuckers, I'm finally on iHeartRadio, um... So that's get the cheap plug out of the way. But the reason this album is black and white and you see a, a guy with a face and it's like a clown face, like a mime mask clown face anyway, and he's smiling with his head tilted. And off in the fucking shadow, you see a female's hand with a revolver getting ready to shoot this fucking bastard. You know what I'm saying? Getting ready to fucking shoot him in the fucking head. Execution style. Let me get a drink. And the reason I chose that for the album cover is because one, the original album cover I had shot for Red Rum was not approved because of copyright issues. And you can find it on my Instagram and all my social medias. It's me uh, kneeling down in front of... uh, in front of the the twins from the Red Room, I mean from the Shining movie, when the little boy sees them in the hallway and they're standing there, telling him to play with them. I it's a backdrop and I'm kneeling down and I am standing there with my arms open, it's fucking scary, it's fucking creepy. 
and I was not allowed to use that uh, photo to make money off of, which I completely fucking understand, shit. But still, that's a dope ass picture, y'all. If you haven't seen it, go go to my uh, go to my Instagram, uh, Manson eight three zero five, and and you'll see what I'm talking about. You'll see me knelt down, all creepy, with the fucking shining twins behind me, and um. A lot of people want to know how I did that picture. They're like, oh, that's a dope fucking edit. That is so fucking sick. How did you do that? Just go to the Curtis Hotel in Denver, motherfuckers. And go to the 13th floor and take a right. And if you know what you're doing with pictures and making album artwork, then you know what to do. But if you've ever been to the Curtis Hotel in Denver, it's on the 13th floor. And that's all I'm going to say. You do the research, and I also suggest you guys should check that hotel out, because that is a weird fucking place. You take, like, two different elevators to get anywhere. Each room is themed different, but go to the Curtis and go to the 13th floor. You'll know what the fuck I'm talking about, and you'll see why I was not allowed to use that photo because of, number one, The Shining, it's copywritten, and number two, it was... At a well-known hotel. Number three. I'm independent as fuck. And I don't have major label. Funds to back me up. And get me out of that sort of mess. Yet. <clears throat> hold on. What the fuck is that? What are you talking about Manson? I don't know. Maybe we'll talk. Maybe I'll, give, maybe I'll give you motherfuckers some breaking news. After this podcast is done. Anyway. And I'll tell you how I really fucking feel about it too. Anyway. That's why the album cover is the way it is. Black and white with a clown getting ready to get shot in the head. Because on my last album, my face was painted. And that's who I was. Now, that's no longer who I am. I am not that fucking Emiliano Manson anymore. I am not that dark, depressed, angry, psycho, ultra-depressed, anxiety-like crazy. I'm not that person anymore. That's why he had to get killed on the album cover. Um, the track list is just, uh, you know, it's just a hand in a revolver pretty much after the job is done. You know, just a hand in a revolver. And then the third picture is a shadow of a hallway because I'm in love with hotels. I don't know why. Shadow of a dark, creepy hallway with a female standing towards the window in a shadow. You know, that's the one who killed me. Or the old me, I should say. So we're going to get into uh, we're going to get into the songs and the track list right now. Right now. Here we go. Oh, ah, I'm at the top of the red list. Killed by the government. Added to my checklist. I will always fight. Fight for Jesus Christ. Because he gave up his life so I could fuck up my life. Yeah, that was dope, wasn't it? That song is called Shout to God. I'm at the top of the red list. Killed by the government. Added to my checklist. If you don't know what the red list is, you need to do that research. Because I'm not going to give it to you on this one. Because this is not a conspiracy theory uh, podcast. 
that's coming another time. But I love Jesus Christ. You know, he's my Lord and Savior. And hopefully he's yours too. And hopefully he can be yours too. And it's just, shout to God, just basically saying, I know I screw up a lot. I know I sin in my heart. You know I love you and you know I know what's right. And it's time to battle, so God watch over me. You know, that's what that song means. And it's just, this the song's only 15 seconds long, ladies and gentlemen. It's just straight to the point. Here we go. Did you guys hear that? One more time. That song, that's the new single out right now as of today, April 1st. April Fools, motherfuckers. I just realized that shit. This, that one's the new single because that one's picking up steam on YouTube, on the YouTube topic page of, of me, Emiliano Manson topic. I'm just going to be a fucking selfish, selfish fucking internet slut whore. I'm just going to promote the shit out of my shit on this one. It's going to fucking piss you off. Anyway, this one is called FEMA, the one you just heard, Feed Every Mind Alive. And if you listen to it, uh, the first two verses are uh, basically my take on surviving martial law. This whole song is about martial law. If you don't know what martial law is, do your research. This song is about me and the way I would survive it. You know, it's basically telling Jesus, if I have to kill somebody, please forgive me. Because it's going to come down to either me or them. So, Father, please forgive me. Second verse is like a little bridge chorus. I repeat it. Um, I kill Jubilee, Jubilee, Jubilum. I'm Haram. I'm the master of the craft where I come from. If you know what that means, then you know what that means. If you don't know what that means, do your research. What really happened is in reverse. Um, the three ruffians killed Haram. I turned around and said, I'm Haram and I killed the ruffians. And then I threw that in there with a little bit of fucking witchcraft because uh, brujerias and brujerias to me. My grandparents told me don't believe in that shit. How can I not when I seen that shit? Because at this nursing home I used to work at, this one old creepy, she's already fucking dead. This one old creepy bitch with one fucking, with one fucking leg who uh, bragged about being in some kind of fucking occult. Said she was a fucking bruja out in the fucking country out. Past Lahara, if you know where that is, you know what's up in the valley. And anyway, this CNA got into an argument with her about going to bed, and this lady cussed her out in Spanish and said it was a curse. And the next day, that chick didn't make it to work because she got the fucking flu, y'all. I believe this little old ass evil lady cursed that chick because she bragged about being a bruja. So 
that's what uh, it's like. My grandparents, I asked him. I was like, what about those old bitches from fucking Mexico back over there? Back, you know what I'm saying? And they're like, Hito, it's not real. Don't believe in that shit. And how can I not? When I seen that shit. Um, the next song right here that we're going to get into, y'all. It's called Pretty Lady. Um, this song was not supposed to be on the album. This song was supposed to be on my next album. Or, uh, excuse me, my new EP coming out very soon. July 4th. <coughs> Fuck, I got something in my throat, y'all. <coughs> Fucking July 4th. <coughs> the new EP, Small Town Burnout, comes out on all streaming platforms. Even though I just dropped an album here in March. <coughs> Brand new EP. <coughs> Small Town Burnout, coming out soon. Uh, this song, Pretty Lady, was supposed to be on that EP. And, uh... Due to more copyright issues, I could not fucking put a the most powerful, most beautiful song I think I've ever recorded in my fucking life. Ladies and gentlemen, um, this Friday, that song actually drops on my SoundCloud. Um, that song drops on my SoundCloud this, this Friday, y'all. And, uh, and that song is called uh, Never Cry Again. And that was originally supposed to be on this album, but since I'm trying to go mainstream and get, you know, fucking signed, <coughs> sign the contract, <clears throat> I, I don't have, I don't have Atlantic Records money yet to pay for these samples. I don't have Interscope's money yet to pay for these samples. I'm fucking saying too much. Wait till the end of the podcast. Um. Is a song for the troops. Um, only one percent of only one percent of us serve over the whole population of the U.S. And the rest of the percentage don't do shit, and only a small percentage give back to the troops. And this this was my way of giving back to all branches of the military currently serving or or not. And, uh, um, now do you guys see why I... I uh, was not allowed to put Never Cry Again. Copyright issues, sample issues, but just check the verses out, yo. Powerful, powerful. I'm far from religious, and I'm not a Christian rapper. But I love and believe in God, and I still keep this cock because I'm ready for the rapture. Go run and ask your pastor, maybe he has answers. Why this world is coming to an end all of a sudden The world has been destroyed ever since Adam and Eve now we got Yeah, that was Never Cry Again, ladies and gentlemen Um, That was supposed to be track number three But unfortunately, you know, when you're an independent rapper With no major funding behind you Sometimes you're not allowed to do some shit But this is Pretty Lady, y'all Shit. Every time I get up, I'm a deal, I'm like, I won't sign shit. I work for somebody for too long, now I work for me, bitch. Hey, pretty lady, what's your name? If it is, let me shave, but I'll let the man with the bait do what the next came. Maybe as I want to
that shit was dope, wasn't it? Yeah, you know it was. Nah, Pretty Lady is just basically some slick shit for the ladies, something for the ladies to bump down to, you know, fucking bump and grind to, you know, however however they do it in the club, you know, that's like a, you know, a party mainstream jam type of thing for the club. Just something for the ladies to get down to, something for the strippers to get down to, you know, something, you know, something to turn, you know, something for the ladies. That's definitely something for the ladies, even though I am roasting the shit out of a certain handful of bitches from my hometown and home home area on the third verse, um, yeah, man, um, you know, like I say in the third verse, all the ladies in the San Luis Valley and all around the world, you know, shout out to you if you getting your own money, if you independent, if you taking care of your family, if you ain't on some crooked shit, because, you know, the rest of you bitches is on some crooked shit, that's why I roasted you in the third verse, and, yeah, that's just basically Pretty Lady. I really ain't got nothing really to, to say about that because I'm fucking pissed off I had to throw it on this album because it had nothing to do with this fucking album. I wanted the other song on the fucking album. But anyway, here's Medicine Bottle. You wanna get high and fuck all night, yeah. Just follow me to the pad. Or maybe you can try it. Look at my academy on night 25. So left to right. I'm so high. I might catch another D-W-I-D. But if I get arrested, you can't take it from me. So I'm screaming, fuck them lost, y'all. Fuck you, Mr. Officer. You cannot take what's in my medicine bottle. Yeah, it's my medicine bottle. It's my medicine bottle. You can look and smell all you want, but you cannot take what's in my. That song is about the time I got pulled over, getting off work in Del Norte. It was 11:30 at night. Fucking cop behind me had his state patrol had his uh, brights on, behind me, fucking with me in the mirror. You know how them motherfuckers are. Not just fuck, not just fucking cops and state patrol, but any asshole who drives with their brights on at night. Fuck you. Feed you fish heads like Jim Cornette said. Anyway, long story short, I got pulled over because he said I was weaving on the white line. And I told him right away, officer, I'm a medical marijuana patient. I have marijuana in a jar in my glove box next to a pipe next to a lighter, and a little velvet bag. He runs my info. He gets my weed. And I will never forget this, ladies and gentlemen. He gets my weed. (laughs) He gets my weed. Opens it. Gets his flashlight out. Looks inside. Smells it. Puts the lid back on. Hands it back to me. Looks at my pipe. With the flashlight, smells it, hands it back to me. Boy, he was fucking pissed because he couldn't take my weed. So what did he do? He took me to jail, that fucker. (laughs) Tried to get me for driving under the influence of marijuana. Long story short, I still got my driver's license, pussy. (laughs) <laughs> you fucking bitch. I was going to say a derogatory word there, but this isn't the fucking early 2000s and the 90s. A lot of people are sissies nowadays. But anyway, this next song is called Where Do We Go? You have blank on hand. 
you hear that other person on there? That's the homie Intrinsic. The homie I-N-T. Uh, Where Do We Go is just basically, uh, it's the only song on this album that reminds me of my last album. You know, it's got that underground, wicked shit, juggalo vibe. You know, that fucking underground, in-your-face, independent type of vibe. You know what I mean? You know, if you know, you know. And that's why I have the homie Intrinsic on there because, you know, first of all, shout out to Intrinsic, you know, um, he is the mastermind behind the longest running underground compilation mixtape in fucking history, ladies and gentlemen, which I have been a part of twice. I need to get my ass back on a UGH. Um, I think the one they're doing now is with Young Wicked, I think, and that's the, I think the Garbage Pail Kids theme, which is, was fucking dope, and the last one he just had hosted was uh let me break it down for you guys it's a dope mixtape with nothing but underground independent artists hosted by dope motherfuckers man like i said the one i think they have now that's just dropping is with young wicked and that's garbage pail kid theme which is fucking sick artwork just like the garbage pail theme the last one he did was with ritz shout out ritz one of my favorite mcs of all fucking time that one was 8-bit video game themed he's had ron jeremy host it twice Fucking Snoop Dogg has hosted it. The one I was hosted on, I mean, I wish I was hosting it. Maybe one fucking day I will get on that motherfucker as a host. But I still got to put a lot of work in to get to that part one day. Um, one of the ones I was on is hosted by Bizarre from D12, which is fucking amazing because it's fucking Bizarre from D12, a fucking legend. He's an Eminem's group, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Especially listening to them back in the day. With uh, the Devil's Night album and just the Up and Smoke Tour documentary, you know, meant a lot to me to get on that. And then the other one I was on um, was hosted by Boondocks and Cousin Cletus. Um, yeah, man. So that's that's why that's why Intrinsic is on. He's the only feature on the album because other features fell through. Um. Uh. More about this song is you you know he he did an amazing job with the course you know and he he still did the you know the heavy metal scream in it too and like I said it reminds me of old Manson and being that vibe I, I wanted to get you know one of the men responsible for helping the underground so much on that track and back to what I said it's not like I had a a fuckload of features lined up and you know well known features lined up for this that fell through you know um. Just a couple musician buddies. Um, I had a song about aliens, um, that didn't come out, that didn't come out the way I wanted it to come out. So I had to scrap that album. I mean that that track. Um, I had two, uh, I had two verses from other people on the song Pain, which we will get into here in a minute. Um, that I didn't like the way it came out, so I just did my shit on it. But anyway, here's the interlude, y'all. We halfway there. Stuff thoughts not the best, just shops for the clothes I bought Cause I wanna look nice when I get shot By the cops in a private lot and it's a low grade plot Till I rock, until then these shows all rock I won't stop, till they find me dead or till they find me on the top I can't breathe and I can't sleep And even smoke weed do help me eat Ever since I decided to speak The word of God cause the people that worship the devil They want me locked, they watch at me In my every move like when I go to school Like when I walk down the street Yeah I notice the way the sheriff looks at me Not cause I'm a thug or breaking the law Cause I found out his ass belongs to the Blue Lodge Ooh 
Maybe I wasn't supposed to know he was in the blue log. Hmm. Right. Yeah, interlude is just it's just me spitting a bunch of facts, man. I've been doing this music all of my life. It cost me everything, including a good girl that could have ended up being my wife. I missed the look in her eyes. We could have had a family, could have had kids, but instead these promoters are pissed because at these clubs I'm starting mosh pits. That is some powerful shit, you know. Um, it's very hard to have a girl that accepts what I do and uh, and try to make her understand that it's not like the tattooed face fucks you see on Instagram that I'm a serious businessman about this shit and that I am no good at anything else. I don't want to do anything else. I already went to school to be a fucking CNA because I thought hip hop wasn't working and I got sick and tired of fucking getting attached to residents and watching them die and then watching their family cry when they were never there fucking visiting them. So fuck trying to go to school again for fucking something else. I am not going to be good at anything else. This is how I'm going to make money to fucking feed my family. You understand? And if you ain't down with that bitch, I got two words for you. Fucking suck it. Well, that was three words because I threw fucking in there. This one's pain, y'all. One of my favorites. I love that I need you. And it's sad enough that all I do is think about you. And all you do is hug me. And you break my heart. And you tear me apart. And you break my heart. And you tear me apart. One of my favorite jams, y'all, right there. Hands down. Um, I was supposed to have two other uh, MCs on there. They they did do the verse. It, it was on the song. It was ready to go. And then just... Just it wasn't feeling the vibe, man. So I took the verses off. You know what I'm saying? And one of the reasons I took the verses off is because... Number one, I wanted to. Number two, the verses didn't match with my singing part because I wasn't rapping on there. I was like doing some heavy metal, I don't know, Post Malone type of fucking shit. So it didn't match on there. So I was like, I want to use this as a remix one day. So maybe I will drop the other two, this, the the normal version of this song, Pain, because this, this one's only a minute and a half long and the other one's like three something. So maybe down the road, if I feel the need to drop the other parts from these other MCs, I will. But here's sober for your ass. heavy metal song was that a rock song on a hip-hop album by a rapper from a small town in Colorado let me make sure you know what guys it is it is a hard rock heavy metal fucking song on a hip-hop album by a fucking small town rapper in Colorado holy shit did you guys know that existed
Well, it does. And his name is Emiliano Manson. Now, the song Sober is, uh, is basically, uh, you know, of how I've, I tried many times to quit smoking marijuana and to be sober from marijuana and it just don't work, y'all. I got too much anxiety and fucking stomach nausea and fucking lower back problems for that fucking shit. You know what I'm saying? Because without it, guess what I was on? Xanax, Zoloft, um, and that shit fucking sucked. I was a weird motherfucker on that shit. Because I was trying to get a good job at the time, so, you know, you can't get a good job if you're fucking pissing hot for what, hot for pot. Um... So I was like, I'm going to try to be sober from weed. And I felt like crap, y'all. Felt like puking. Didn't feel like eating. I was just depressed still. The antidepressants weren't fucking working. So I was like, fuck it. And uh, at the time, marijuana in the valley was a problem. Medical-wise. Because there was one lame-ass crooked dispensary in town. And the other dispensary was all the way in San Luis, which is, I think, 40 miles one way. So, you know, that's why at the end I was like, she'd be giving me problems sometime. You know, I kind of made it seem like I was talking about a chick in that song. And it was funny. Let me tell you this. When I was recording it, and it's like, this song is about the only girl I've ever loved. My dad and Jesse, shout out to Jesse, Midwest Jess over at Colorado Sounds. Um, that motherfucker's a genius. That that dude's another reason my sound is the way I sound because his production skills are just fucking insane. And he's worked with the best of the best too. Anyway, when I said, the song is about the only girl I've ever loved. My dad and Jesse looked at each other like, this emotional motherfucker. You little bitch. And I was like, marijuana. They both fucking cracked up laughing. And I had that little that little speech to say at the end, even though she'd be giving me problems sometimes. I'm trying not to laugh because they're laughing their fucking ass off. And I could see them through the fucking soundproof fucking glass. So I was trying not to fucking laugh at that fucking, while I was talking that part, because they made it, I made it think to them and to you listeners at home that I was talking about a chick, you know, the only girl I've ever loved, because at the time I got out of a real serious relationship, and at the time I was already over that fucking, uh, that fucking bitch, so, um, they thought it was, like, the song about her. And then to find out that it's a fucking heavy metal fucking smoker song that's called Sober, dedicated to the marijuana, you know, Mary Jane. They the, they fucking busted out laughing their ass off. And it was hard for me to finish that little spot at the end. So that was Sober, y'all. This is, uh... This is Paradise. Come on, 
martial law can kiss my ass. You ain't taking my guns or chopping down my plants. You can't cross where I stand. Christ will appear with holes in his hands. This is his land, and all we're doing is messing it up. You're helping the devil's plan. Satan's got you in the palm of his hand. He's got you brainwashed from the television shows that you watch to the music that you listen to to the clothes that you buy. I don't know what you thought. We gotta change our Yeah, man, that's paradise. Um, I consider that a Christian song. That's my Christian song on this album. That's my gospel album on this album. Just about getting to the paradise that God has created for us. Now, in that one song in the beginning that I said was supposed to be on here, uh, Never Cry Again, I start out with saying, I'm far from religious and I'm not a Christian rapper. But I love and believe in God and still keep this card because I'm ready for the rapture and all that. Um, I don't consider I don't get considered. I'm not considered a Christian rapper. I'm a Christian person, and the music I make is far from what a Christian rapper would make. But you should see how judgmental half of these Christian rappers are towards you as well. So it's kind of weird. But the song Paradise is, you know, God created us a paradise. We will be with him in paradise. And uh, that song is just about being positive, about loving yourself, about, you know, loving God's word, knowing, you know, and hey, I screwed up, Jesus, but I still love you very much. And I still want to go home with you one day. That's what that song Paradise is about. And this song is the last song on the album. Track number 10. The very first single. This is End of the World, y'all. Some fucking mainstream pop shit right there, y'all. Woo! Like Ric Flair. Woo! That was a pretty soft woo. I'm not going to give you a bigger one. I'm too high for that shit. End of the world is... We gonna get high like it's the end of the world. We gonna get drunk like it's the end of the world. I'm a fuck you girl like it's the end of the world. We gonna party like it's the end of the world. That's what the course is, but it's... You know, like I said, Jesse's a genius and listen to what he turned it into. Um, yeah, man, it's just basically partying and living life like like it's going to end tonight, baby. So we're going we gonna to live it up. we going to live it up. Um, just some smooth player shit. Some mainstream smooth player shit. And, um, mm-hmm. Hold on, wax pen break, y'all. Yep. Mm-hmm. There it is. And that's some tasty fucking fly of sugar. It's the only sugar I take on my keto. 
diet. Um, End of the World was the first single from this album. The music video for it is actually out right now, ladies and gentlemen, on YouTube. Just go to YouTube, type in 8305TV. You'll see my fucking face. And just click on the video and watch it. Give it a thumbs up. Give it a fucking share. I'd appreciate that shit. It was shot by the homie, Anderson Flicks, who is hands down one of the one of the best uh, visual creators, as I like to call them, in Colorado. Dude, super talented, super humble. Um, definitely worth the price. Um, if you treat your craft with respect and you want a dope visual, check out the homie Anderson Flicks, man. Shout out to the dude. Use a real one, dog. Um, yeah, man, and and that was my first music video, man. So it was a dope experience. You know what I'm saying? And that, that, this is the album, y'all. This was the album Red Rum. I hope you fuckers enjoyed it. If you like the samples you heard, if if you didn't know I do music and just do a podcast, now you know I do music. Hopefully you use a fan of that now. Like I said, uh, I think I got two separate audiences because half of the audience that hits me up on the podcast doesn't even know I do music and it's vice versa. They're like, you got a podcast now? I thought you was a rapper. So I'm like, I'm both, motherfucker. So hopefully, hopefully if you like what you heard, you could go download the album, go buy the album, go stream the album. I don't give a fuck. Nobody makes money off music sales anymore. So just go find somewhere to listen to it for fucking free and just show your friends, show everybody, show everybody my fucking music, y'all. The world needs to hear this shit. But, um, yeah, I hope, I hope you like what you heard the album Red Rum. And if you're familiar with the tracks, now now you got a podcast explaining why I wrote the song and and what they meant to me and the story behind it. You know, um, I think down the road here in a couple months, I'm going to get my first album and I'm going to dissect and play samples of each song on that one and just do the same thing if you guys like this one. If you guys want me to do that from my last album, which is very old handful of years ago let me know in my in, in any of the social medias and and I'll definitely get that done for y'all man and um I guess it's time to hit hit the pen one more time before I sign off and I guess I gotta get the cat out of the fucking bag and address the fucking elephant in the fucking room ski so hold on Alright, y'all. I gotta talk to y'all. Only people that know me personally in my real life know about this. Only people I care about know about this. So if you're hearing this news for the first time, that don't mean I don't care about y'all. If you're hearing this news and you already knew it, just know that I love you all who know this news. Just know that I love you all and And uh, thank you and God bless you. There's a reason you guys knew before anybody else. Um, Like I said, I'm just a fucking rapper with a podcast from Alamosa, Colorado. Been doing this for 20 years. This year will be 21 years. And um, it's looking like around May or June, 
I will be meeting with Atlantic Records. I got a couple label meetings. Um, Interscope. You know, I, I got a couple label meetings. Uh, those, those are two of the ones I'm going to name because those are the two I'm kind of most... I'm excited about all this experience, but those are the two I'm excited the most about because a lot of my favorite artists are on those labels or were on those labels. This is some scary shit, y'all. I've been an independent artist for 20 fucking years, bro. It's a trip to know that I will be going and having these uh, meetings with these major labels. You know, I definitely don't know what to expect from it. But apparently they dig my shit. They dig my shit enough to fly me the fuck out and start talking about the bag. You know what I'm saying? But I have some concerns. And this is no disrespect to anybody. But I'm not some 21-year-old whack mumble rapper with a face full of tattoos. You understand me? I'm a 21-year-old veteran. A grown man in cowboy boots who will rip you to shreds in a battle, son, and will steal the show. If not steal the show, keep up with the headliner. Anywhere I go. And see the difference? Getting the money would help out so fucking much for my family, bro. Family and my loved ones and and the ones I love, they'll be taken care of. That's hands down. But at what cost to me? You know what I'm saying? I don't know what to expect from these labels, ladies and gentlemen, from these label meetings. I, of course, want to hear what they say. I hope they care what I have to say. But I know they are the big time. They are the big shot. It don't get no bigger. I don't care what anybody says. Just like the same thing in pro wrestling. Which I have a, a fucking separate announcement to make after this. Um, Just like in pro wrestling. Nowadays, it's so popular to be an independent wrestler which I completely understand completely 100% understand because you just hear nothing but bad shit about the WWE oh they kill your career they keep you down their 90 day clause the creative sucks but I don't care what anybody says all the greats say it Chris Jericho Cody Rhodes everybody It does not get bigger than being in the WWE. That is the biggest of the big. That is the best of the best. That is when you've reached your fucking pinnacle. Same thing with a major label. 
Doesn't matter if it's Atlantic Records or Republic or Interscope Records or whoever. If you make it to that level, that's like the UFC. That's like the WWE. That's like the NFL, son. This is the majors. This is the big time. I know for sure I am built for the big time. Not being cocky. Some people are born to be independent and do it on their own. And some people, they just that star power, dude. Just a fucking star power. And you can say I'm being cocky, but if you know my music and my background, then you know Emiliano Manson is nothing less than a fucking star. And back to pro wrestling. When uh, Kevin Owens came out as NXT champion to confront John Cena. This is just an example. Not everybody's a pro wrestling fan. But John Cena, big well-known million dollar veteran. Kevin Owens, talented veteran. Living legend. John Cena goes to tell Kevin Owens some advice. Kevin Owens cuts John Cena off and says, You don't get to give me advice ever. Because I've been doing this longer than you have. The only reason is, I haven't got my break until now. I'm saying that right now, y'all. I'm Emiliano Manson from Alamosa, Colorado, y'all. And I just ain't got my break yet. And is it coming through these label meetings? I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what to expect. I've never went and talked about my music over millions of fucking dollars. That's some scary shit to a valley motherfucker, yo. To know I'll be going up and be talking millions. I shouldn't even be telling y'all this, but fuck it. I gotta get it off my chest because it's fucking with me. It's making me want to quit music, actually. Or it was. Because I could want to be in this spot for years. And at the same time, turn it down. And just go back to being regular old Joe Schmo. Because it's going to come down to two things, ladies and gentlemen. And when those meetings happen, I hope that some of them, some of them A&R, shout out to A&R cats out there. But if you guys hear this part of the podcast... I don't care how much money is on your contract. I'm keeping my masters and I get full 100% creative rights and creative control. If not, I'm flying my independent ass back home to Alamosa and then going up to Denver with Jesse and making a brand new fucking album. Because I got an album ready to go. It's... It's, it's it's written, it's fucking, it's got to go record it and drop it. The EP that I'm going to put out July 4th, Small Town Burnout, that's recorded, that's done. That's been recorded for fucking months. This album that I got, 
It's some crazy shit. So I'm just waiting. If I save it for the majors. Or if I save it and do it myself. And like I said. I'm blessed for the opportunity. I'm thankful for the opportunity. But at the same time ladies and gentlemen. I've been in the game 21 years. I know what I'm worth. I cannot wait for these label meetings, ladies and gentlemen. Just the experience alone is going to be fucking beautiful. But, like I said, I get full creative control and I keep my masters. If not, my name don't get signed on that dotted line. And just like that, there's that fucking son of a bitch. There's that fucking snapping again. Just like that, we go from talking millions of dollars over music to me turning down a million dollars or a couple million. I shouldn't even be talking this much. Turn it down like that, ladies and gentlemen, if I can't keep my masters and be myself. Um... That's been on my mind. You know. One of the ones I love and care about knew. And know how hard this is on my mind. Now you guys know as well. Um, you know. Like I said. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for this experience that's going to be coming up. But it's going to come down to those two things y'all. Masters and 100% creative control. That's it. I've been doing this, struggling to do it for 20 years. Now this year, 21. If I have to turn down the bag, I'll say it like these kids. If I have to turn down the bag in order to be myself, then I'm going to do it. Because everything has a price. Everybody has a price. Right? Well, my soul doesn't. I need that to get in the heaven. Fuck you guys. So, you know. You know, rest in peace, Nipsey Hustle. Shout out to all you guys that listen to the podcast and to the music. Go listen to the podcast and the music. On the same platform, Spotify, Amazon, Google, wherever. It's all good. Um, this is a long podcast because all my podcast topics mean a lot to me. But this one, this one's really close to home because it's about something I've worked very hard on for for quite a long time. And now you guys finally get to enjoy it. So, you know. Plus, I'm my own boss right now with this music shit. If I want to put out a fucking hour and fucking probably an hour and 15 minute podcast, I will. If I want to put out 10 minutes, I will. If I want to skip a week, I'm not going to because I promised you guys an episode every fucking Monday when we kick ass. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, that's that, man. That's my album, Red Rum, ladies and gentlemen. We, uh, I had a good time today with y'all. 
I got st stoned off some papaya huska. Huska. Um, played some music for you guys and talked about the tracks and, you know, um, got a little personal with y'all about the business side of my music career and why I've been so hush-hush on certain things. And a lot of dope people have hit me up on my DMs to work and I, I, I can't just, I can't respond to you guys yet. I'm sorry. Um, so if you hit me up on on social media to do some work or to get my music promoted on your stuff, I, I just can't I just can't answer you guys yet and and towards the end of this podcast here, now you now you know why. Um, because I find out in June what happens. Uh, all I was told is to be patient. The bag takes time. I'm being patient. And um, come the end of May or the beginning of June, I will know if I start my new album on my own or if I start it through a major label. And uh, you guys are going to be post keeping, be, you guys will be posted every step of the way. Every step of the way. So there's that. Before I sign off, I just want to give you guys a, a quick heads up, a spoiler alert. Next week episode is still dropping Monday. We're still dropping a new episode Monday, next Monday. But I'm giving you guys the topic right away. That way you could choose. That way if you're interested in, you know, like me, when, when I know a new episode of my favorite podcast is coming up, I can't wait for that day. So if this has become your routine, thank you and God bless you. But I'm just gonna let you know that next week's podcast on Monday is gonna be uh it's gonna be about wrestling, baby. Because uh this weekend is wrestling's biggest weekend. It's a, I'm a big professional wrestling fan. It takes my anxiety away. It it takes away the depression. It takes away, you know, it. That's what that's my go-to for stress relief is watching professional wrestling. All kinds, different brands, whatever. But I will be covering, you know, all the all the happenings. All the the majority of the events, the podcast, the, all the stuff going down this WrestleMania weekend. Um, I'll definitely be covering and reviewing the NXT TakeOver pay-per-view. You know, I'll be reviewing the uh, Ring of Honor and New Japan G1 special at Madison Square Garden and I'll definitely uh, be reviewing some of my favorite matches from Wrestlemania that Sunday so spoiler alert if you're not a pro wrestling fan you know listen to the podcast anyway because it's still going to have a strained review and song of the day and then or skip next week I don't give a fuck really but I'm just letting you guys know next week's episode is going to be an all wrestling podcast and then we're going to go back into the normal uh, we're going to be talking about cults and uh, cult stories and cult encounters that I've actually had, you know. So that's that's a time for another, you know. It was at a hotel I worked at here in Alamosa. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, next next Monday is gonna be a full wrestling podcast because that's what means a lot to me. And um, after that, we're gonna get back into the normal routine. You know, we'll be talking about. 
you know, sleep, you know, uh, cult encounters, uh, then, uh, it's guest time, ladies and gentlemen. I wanted to get about 10 or 12 episodes into the podcast. I believe this is number nine or number 10. I can't really remember, but yeah, man, um, it's time to start having some guests on here. Um, I got some lined up. I got them lined up. I just got to record them. And it's a, it's a variety of guests too, guys. From entrepreneurs to directors to producers to rappers to, you know, recruiters. It, it, it's, all, it's all going down. Podcast is getting bigger. Um... Yeah, man, so thank you guys for listening. This was a kind of a long one. They might be long. They might be short. So, yeah, man, I'm going to I'm gonna sip the sparkling water. There's a new episode of Being the Elite on that has uh, Cody confronting MJF, it looks like, in the thumbnail. So I'm going to get my wax pen and go watch that, ladies and gentlemen. Be sure to uh, go watch the video on YouTube. Stream the album anywhere you get your music, Spotify and iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Play. Stream the podcast wherever you get your music, Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Good night!